So um, I thought I would start off just by going through uh, going through different books, and I thought I would start with Romans, since it's definitely one of my favorite books. And it, I think within the book of Romans, you've really got all of Christian theology contained in one singular book. So uh, just starting it and going through verse by verse will take a really long time, but I'll just do it in short segments, and we'll see where it gets. Um Today I'm just going to do uh, chapter one, verse one, and I'm not I'm not actually going to do the entire verse, just the the first segment of it. Um, so the opening segment that I'm going to do is uh, Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Um, the letter begins obviously by the word by using the word Paul. Uh, in antiquity, authors began their their writing by identifying themselves, unlike today's letters where it would say you know dear Sarah or dear Tyler. They would uh, open with their name, a little bit about themselves, and then they would. Um, th- that that leaves really no doubt about who the the authorship of this letter is. Um, he then goes on to kind of give a, a short description of who he sees himself as by saying he's a bond servant of Christ. Now, um, most scholars agree, and and I I think it makes sense to say that the word bond servant is a really it's a poor translation, and it was probably put in there to. You know, to make it a little bit more readable in a in a politically correct society, uh, the Greek word used there is doulos, which is more accurately translated into the word slave. Um, it might not seem like anything worth mentioning, but they're very different things. A, a bond servant is what we would probably today call like a day laborer or a temp. Uh, they didn't. They just came and went as they pleased. They had no obligation to their employer. Um, and, and the word slave back then obviously had different meanings, but um, it still shared the commonality of, of someone that was owned or indebted to their owner, their master. So Paul is saying that he's much more than a servant to Christ. He is enslaved to the Lord. Paul uses this this sort of slave purchase uh, transactional metaphor in a lot of different places in Scripture. Um, a couple of examples are in, in 1 Corinthians 6.19, he says, You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Uh, in Acts 20.28, 20, he says, We have been purchased with the blood of Christ. The concept of slavery is, is something that applies really to everyone, and that's why I wanted to, I guess, just stop on that at that place today. Um, every person that was born after the fall we see throughout the Bible they are they are slaves to sin. Sin controls our lives, thoughts, actions. It corrupts our minds to the point that Scripture says that we can't even trust our own thoughts. When given the option to freely choose between what is right and what is wrong, we will always choose what's wrong. It's only after that we become slaves to Christ that the Holy Spirit can enable us to choose to do what is right. All of us are either left alone to live lives as slaves to sin, or we are purchased by grace to become slaves of Christ.